0: If you would, if you would, if you would, turn to First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse twenty-three. 1 Thessalonians, chapter five, verse twenty-three. First um, Thessalonians, verse five, and uh, chapter five, verse twenty-three. And we're still in our series on prayer. Amen. And prayer is a very important thing um, in in uh, the house of God because God said, I want you to build me a house of prayer amen even though we worship him he did not say a house of worship he did not say a house of praise he did not say a house of giving he said a house of prayer and that's why we're continuing to focus on prayer so that god can begin to magnify the holy spirit within us and we continue to increase our relationship with him And it reads in verse 23 in chapter 5, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, the love language of prayer. The love language of prayer. It is important to pray with the power of the Holy Ghost. All too often, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need, to help, we need God to help us overcome our carnal nature. Being filled with the Holy Ghost places the power of God at our disposal to carry out the work of the kingdom. Soon after being baptized in the Holy Ghost, most believers notice a marked change in their ability to pray and walk in God's anointing. The scripture shows us the three parts of humankind, body, soul, and spirit. If we want to have a successful prayer life and reach our full potential with God, then each of these parts must be understood and put in their place. Each of these parts affect our prayer life. If we were only spirit, the blessings of prayer would be unrestrained without hindrance. But we also have to deal with the body and soul. The words holy and preserved are significant. Holy means to completely, absolutely reach for potential. Preserved means to guard, to watch, to keep an eye on, to keep something in its place. As we pray, we must contend with these three parts. Each element plays a significant role in the success or failure of our prayer life. See, the body entails our flesh. The flesh never wants to pray. Flesh don't want to get up at 7 in the morning. Flesh don't want to wash his face and talk at 7 in the morning on FaceTime. The flesh don't want to get up and talk and pray to anybody. The flesh will never, ever urge you to seek God. Do you know what they say, never, say never? Never. The flesh is at enmity with God and does not understand his ways. This is why no one can please God in the flesh. The flesh will never come up to the level of the Spirit. This is why Paul says we must do what? Beat our flesh into submission. We must train our flesh to do what our spirit needs it to do. The flesh is like a circuit breaker, right? A circuit breaker, when so much power goes through it, it it breaks the circuit, it trips it so the power can stop flowing. See, the flesh will try to stop the frequency of our prayer all the time, but we must keep training the body so that the breakers will be able to handle the frequency of power the spirit generates by constantly continuing to pray and fast in order to condition the flesh to. Constantly walk in the power of and remain in submission to the Spirit. Not the opposite way. The soul, this you, stands between the body, your flesh, which never wants to do right. Remember, Al Green told you that, make it do wrong, make it do right. It ain't going to never make it do right. It's going to always make you (laughs) do wrong. And the Spirit which desires everything God wants. So, so your body, your flesh want to do all the wrong things, your spirit wants to do all the right things, and you stuck in between. The soul is made of your emotions, your reasoning, your intellect, your feelings, your weaknesses, your past, your history, and ongoing progressive renewing work occurs in your soul. When we pray with our soul, we pray with our intellect and our understanding to the best of our ability. But to go into deep spiritual warfare, we must go beyond our logic and intellect. When you were lost, your spirit was dead in, trans- in trespasses and in sin. That's what Ephesians 2.1 says. Now that you are saved, however, your spirit has been, has been quickened, which means to vitalize, to cause to live, to be vibrant and strong. As the Holy Ghost begins to have an intimate relationship with our spirit, we begin to produce the fruit of the spirit. Listen in Galatians 5.22 and 23. The Holy Spirit wants to to be intimate with you. The Spirit is not satisfied with the surface relationship. He wants to go deeper. In in Philippians uh, chapter 3 verse 10, the Apostle Paul wrote, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto death unto his death. Paul is saying that he longs for a close relationship with Christ, but you can't know Christ in resurrection power until you know him in his sufferings and death. Amen. See, our old man must be crucified with him daily as we are being changed from glory to glory. See, the apostle Paul knew Jesus in departed and forgiveness of sin, but he still wanted to know him intimately. In order to know God intimately, you must follow the instruction found in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, forgetting those things which are behind. See, he's not only referring to forgetting the bad things, Paul is saying forget the good things as well. Paul never wants to become satisfied with the intimacy level of his present state. He always hungers for more and more of him. The more and more you get of him, the more and more you'll be blessed. The more and more you have of him, the more and more you'll walk by faith. The more and more you get of him, the more and more you'll begin to learn who you are. See, until you know who he is and know whose you are, you will never know who you are because you have to know who you are and who you are in him. And then he'll begin to reveal to you who you really are. And then you will stop being what everybody else wants you to be and be what your purpose to be. And the problem with some of us is we keep trying to be what everybody else expects us to be, instead of being what God has ordained us to be. See, he goes on the right, reaching forth unto those things which are before Paul wanted to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He wanted to become more spiritually intimate to, with Jesus to produce fruit. If you know Jesus, you will produce fruit. Uh, let me, let me, let me stop. This brings us to the objective of this hermeneutic right here, right? If we desire to become intimate with God, we have to learn how to speak God's language. Oh, see, 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 Gary Chapman authored a book called The Five Love Languages, right? And in this book, he explains that in order to have a successful relationship, both parties must know the love language of each other. That's why married folk, y'all need to get this book. If you want to get married, get this book and learn how you boo, want to be loved, because you might be loving them the wrong way. But back to my real sermon. <laughs> <laughs> some people feel loved when you shower them with gifts, and some people could, couldn't care less if you brought them a gift at all. Some feel loved when you, when you do acts of service, others through spending time and so on. The challenge for the person who is seeking the affection of the other person is to learn the love language of that individual because everyone's love language is not the same, right? Before I get into depth about speaking in tongues, let me give you an example of why praying in the Spirit, also known as speaking in tongues, is important. When soldiers are in a combat zone, and to see, they're in a combat zone, and, and, they, and they're away from the base, and they're in enemy territory. They always want to have communication on a secure line. They don't want to have an open line because they know the enemy can listen and, so, and, and know where their position is. So the only time they'll talk on an unsecure line is when it's an extreme emergency and the secure line don't work. But even though they're calling their friends and telling them where they are and what they need, they still know they may be putting themselves in more danger because the enemy can hear what they're saying. Oh, y'all don't hear me. But, but, when, but see, see so, so, so they know that the enemy may have intercepted it. They, they will only use it if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's an extreme emergency. Because they understand the more they talk on that line, the more the enemy is listening and they put themselves in danger. This is also true in spiritual warfare. Ephesians 2 2 says that Satan is the prince of power of the air. If we use our unsecured line of communication, Satan can pick up on our frequency and intercept our transmission, but Satan cannot hear our correspondence on our secure line. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me what I'm saying. I'm trying to talk to you because if I want to talk about Brother Ozzy and say, Brother Ozzy, thank you all that, and a bag of chips, and I'm talking to Sister Julia, I got to say, Sister Julia, are you on speakerphone? because I need to say I tell you something about brother Ozzie that with his name with one Z I, I, I gotta talk to him about him for a minute but I need you to make sure you got your earpiece in your ear because I don't need him to hear what I'm talking about you understand what I'm saying so when you go to God and you talking in your regular language he understands English he understands Swahili he understands Aramaic he understands Chinese Japanese he understands uh, he understands uh, all the different languages but he does not understand praying in the spirit and that's how you talk directly to the spirit and not get intercepted by the devil Revelation 12 10 says and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our lord god and the power of his christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down which is accusing them before our god day and night Satan is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week hater listening for your prayers. He's listening 24-7 just to go snitch on you and say what you don't deserve to God. He's the prince of power of the air. That's why when you go to the throne of God, you got to learn how to push past the enemy surveillance. Oh, yeah, I'm trying... I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach the Baptist folk that it just ain't Pentecostal Sunday that you really need to learn how to pray in the Spirit. You need to pray in the Spirit at all times if you can. I'm trying to talk to somebody. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. You got to understand that they're in the air listening to you, looking for your surveillance. You can't tell the enemy what's going on out loud. You got to learn how to pray in the spirit and get downloaded right into, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You need that direct correspondence. I wouldn't just say, hey, uh, Sister Tab, I need you to go buy me some, my credit card number, 35468. Yeah, Sister Ann heard it, but she might not make it to the store before one of y'all crooked folk out here use my card. (laughs) See? During Operation Desert Shield in the Iraq War, in order to be successful in the war with limited casualties, we knew we had to bypass Iraq's high-tech radar system. This was achieved by using stealth bombers, which allowed us to mount an attack without being detected on radar. On the first night of the attack, the major bombardment was almost over before Iraq even realized what happened. When you pray in the Spirit, you go before the throne of God undetected by Satan because you speak mysteries to him. Your prayers are like stealth bombers that bypass Satan's detection. So I'm sitting in my house blowing him away because I'm praying in the Spirit. I don't even have to go anywhere. And once God downloads the information in me, he can't steal it. See, once you get it downloaded in your spirit, before he catches it in the air, he can't stop it. That's why the Bible says, after you pray in the spirit, pray. Which means after you pray in the spirit, keep praying until you know what the spirit has told you. So it won't just be a mystery to the devil. It need to be a mystery. So it won't be a mystery to you and the devil. It'll just be a mystery to him. But once you find out what it is and it's downloaded in your spirit and your soul receives it, he can't take it away. Is He only can intercept the message. See, once I sign the contract for the job, my haters can't take the job, can't steal the job from me. Amen. Right? Because I already have it. Now, if they find that I'm interviewing, they can go try to do a bad word. They can try to stop me. But once I sign, it's a wrap. Even though they found out what happened, it's too late. Yeah. And once the Spirit gets a message to you in your soul, He can't stop it. Whew. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching. Praying in the Spirit enables you to pray healing, deliverance, yoke-breaking, barrier-annihilating prayers without being shot at. You can go in God's presence and receive ammunition to shake the gates of hell. That's why Satan fights people from praying in the Spirit. He confuses people regarding the truth because he knows he doesn't have a weapon to defend it. That's why he tell you people that speak in tongues crazy. And some people that speak in tongues are crazy. But some people that don't speak in tongues crazy too. But he concentrates on those who pray in the Spirit because he wants to make it look ignorant to you because he, he knows he can't stop it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. He can't stop it when I get in my prayer closet. He can't stop it. Paul uses the plural word tongues to show his multiplicity of language in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. Yeah. See, sometimes you got to speak your natural language of your heritage, especially when you're playing in public. I can't go in and be like, like, what in the world, Pastor, talking about? I can't get up here and just preach my old sermon in tongues. I need you to understand what's going on. So you need to learn how to pray regularly too. But sometimes you have to leave your natural language alone because there's no match for the spiritual warfare you have. See, you fight principalities from high places that are supernatural, but your spirit always supersedes anything that's natural, even though it's super. That's why your weapons are not carnal, but are spiritual. Because you are weaker than Satan, but Christ is not. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but if you don't let the Holy Ghost... You know what the problem with Christian folk is? We have all this power, but don't walk in it. The angels got mad and said in Hebrews chapter 4, what is man that you're mindful of him? You made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they're not walking in that power. You gave them the power of free will. You gave them the power to speak life and death, and you didn't even get that to us. They jealous. Daniel was able to call angels and Gabriel and and Michael down. And if Michael and Gabriel are able to be commanded by us and they still in submission to God, how in the world are you letting this slippery serpent beat you down? He has no legal authority. The Bible says he who has not entered through the gate has come to kill, steal, and destroy. The gate he's referring to is the womb of a woman. If you're not born of a woman in this dimension and realm, you have no, no legal authority. He was cast down from heaven. He was not born. He has no legal authority. Therefore, stop, let him beat you to death. yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember Flip Wilson? The devil can't make you do nothing. You have authority over the angels and you got authority over the angels in heaven. You definitely have authority over the angels that's going to hell. See, When prayers in our natural language are being intercepted and shot down, Paul tells us to switch channels. He says, allow the Holy Ghost within you to speak out On earth, what heaven is speaking into your spirit. This is praying in tongues. Satan understands the language of men. When we pray about a certain thing, our adversary called as principalities and powers in the atmosphere between earth and the throne of God to intercept our words. He attacks the very thing we pray about. But Satan does not understand the language of heaven. God's ways, which are much higher than our ways, including praying in tongues, this leaves Satan confused as to how to attack. See, he may assign, see, you know how you got some enemies in your camp and you know that I can't say this in front of sister so-and-so because she shaded. Ooh, girl, be quiet. Here she gone? And you know you can't say it in front of her because you know she's going to take it down to your adversary because you know she's not really your friend. But that's how you do when you're praying out loud in the natural language. There's a demon always right there by Satan coming to spy on you. Take back to him what you're saying, and he's trying to intercept it. That's why I said whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. That's the second heaven where the principalities are. See, you got to get past the second heaven and go into the third heaven. Can I tell you something? When you learn how to pray in tongues, you got to backstage past to God. I got VIP access. God, yeah, I can walk through here. Excuse me, Satan. I gotta walk through your dimension. I know you don't know why I'm here, but I gotta go through your second heaven to get to the third heaven where the holy and holies are. But i I'm just go how that that to the baboon kid you know why because do you understand the words that come out of my mouth saying that I knew you didn't so let me move right along you are not supposed to understand what I'm saying Satan but I gotta go through you to get where I'm going Oh, shout it up, oh, cool, shout. I wish you could hear it because some of y'all have prayed and prayed and prayed and the third heaven has released it the same way that it released the blessing to Daniel but it's caught up in the second heaven because you have not learned how to pray in your prayer language to make it, release it. You better start speaking to that blessing and tell Satan to let it go. But you have to learn your prayer language. Oh, uh, I know, I, I, I don't know Spanish. I know kayate, because my, my teacher used to tell me to shut up all the time. Cayate. <laughs> I can speak Spanish, but I knew English pretty well. Kayate, kayate. <laughs> Ola, manana, and all that. I know a little bit. I know siga de mayo, because I get turned up. I know that. I know that's the day Everybody go get some. Hold on. Let me get my unliving bread to go on my communion. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) But while you learn all that other stuff, you need to learn the prayer language so you can bypass and get... Ain't it funny? Why don't we let the Holy Spirit guide us? Isn't it funny? We'll go to Israel. We'll go somewhere we ain't never been and get a tour guide that we don't know that could be leading us to our demise. I don't know this man. I could have got on the wrong bus. I'm just, just riding with this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where we going? Oh, and this over here. Okay. <laughs> That's what that is. Okay. We're just falling. Don't know. But trust them. And we'll follow them wherever they take us. Yet we don't let the spirit order our steps in his word. How stupid is that? How stupid is it to not use your power that God has given you? How many people saw that Seahawks Super Bowl game with the daggone uh, Patriots and they kept throwing the ball three times and got beast mode in the backfield and you ain't got nothing but a, a yard to go. Why didn't you hand it to him? Didn't that, wasn't that stupid? But you know what's more stupid? You're not using no power of the Holy Spirit. That's dumber than that. Because you got so many blessings that's caught up in the second heaven that have not been released to you because you have not learned how to pray in the spirit to make him let that stuff go. Oh, before, by the end, by the second Sunday in January, everybody that's listening to this series, you're going to be able to pray in the spirit. I'm claiming it right now for you in the name of Jesus. You're going to learn it. Because, see, when you pray in a regular language, that Satan know how to get prepared. When, 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 when the quarterback on the line, they don't be sitting up there talking about, hey, man, take this and go in the right hole over here. Hey, you go run the slant route, you run the post. No, they're with that blue 2255, they don't know, know what they're talking about but that team. Yeah. they speak speaking a cold language so nobody can understand but them. Yeah but you want to just go to God in your regular surface way all the time. No, if you want more, you better grow more. See, he says he wishes above all things that you be prosperous and in good health. What? Even as your soul prospers. So that means you got to grow. And the more you grow, the more he'll bless you. The more you grow, the more he'll trust you with. The more you grow, the more bold you will become. Ah, oh, boy, y'all better watch it. I'm trying to talk to somebody. I was calm at eight o'clock, but eleven o'clock, y'all, y'all give me hype for whatever reason. Or maybe I'm just woke. <laughs> See, he can, he can, he can counterattack you when you're playing in, in your regular language. But when you pray in the spirit, he's confused and frustrated because he doesn't know what's going on. Hmm. Remember, Satan can only kill, steal, and destroy. He doesn't have a prophetic voice. He can't hear in the spirit what's going to happen. He got to have his minions around you. See, remember that tongues are spiritual and not fleshy, and Satan works through the flesh. When our prayers switch from an earthy, fleshy, carnal language to a secondary spiritual heavenly language, Satan can't handle it. You are built up as the Holy Ghost pleased the life, the power, the joy, and the victory of God into your spirit. What a blessing to have the ability to speak out from earth what the Holy Ghost is speaking from heaven. This empowers us to bring to fruition the Lord's prayer. Thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're already healed in heaven. You're already blessed in heaven. you already, you already have a breakthrough in heaven. You already prosperous in heaven. You just got to call it to manifest down here. It's already done in the spiritual realm. You just got to call it to manifest in the natural. But the easiest way to do it is learn how to pray in the Spirit so the Spirit can give you exactly what God is saying. Speaking in tongues, places a great arsenal of spiritual weaponry at our disposal. Not knowing this, however, causes many believers to struggle in the prayer and intercession. Who Look, Romans 8, 26 and 27, look it says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, sometimes in order to get what you need from God, you must go from one language, our intellectual language, our human language, to a spiritual language in the Holy Ghost. See, see, the Holy Ghost stands alongside us to assist and cause us to succeed as the helper. He stands in covenant with us. In essence, the Holy Ghost stands by your side to not only plead the covenant of God, but to cause you to attain what the covenant provides for you. He there to lead you into all truth. You know, the problem is you keep not magnifying him in you because you keep talking about something. Man, something told me not to go over there. Something told me she was bad news. Something told me not to trust him. The Holy Spirit did. Until you begin to acknowledge him, he can't keep telling you. He keeps trying to lead you into all truth. you just not listening. A part of God himself lives in you. H2O is water, ice, and steam. It takes on three, four. It has three manifestations of the same compound. It can be water, ice, or steam. God is the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit lives in you. So if God himself lives in you, how dare you be scared of the devil? How dare you not walk in boldness if your God lives in you? Your God lives in you. Great is he who was in you than he was in the world. Walk in that power. See, you think it's being arrogant when you boast in the Lord, but no, 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 no. The enemy got to understand he can't touch you, whether it's man, whether it's woman, no matter what, you got to let your enemy know you can't touch me. It's not being arrogant, it's having confidence in God. Now, if I go around here talking about, ooh, that daggone man's will be preaching on it. When you saw the way he executed that test? boy, I dropped it down. That's arrogant. But when I say I got with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost was going to give me a word, the Holy Ghost was going to show me what I needed to do. When you understand that it's God who's the author and finisher of your faith. See, y'all think humble means, oh, brother Jareel, I so wish. That's not humble. Humble in the Greek means to be totally submitted to God. And so when you submitted to God, you have a confidence to understand that when I'm submitted to God and it's his will, nothing can stop me. Yes, the Bible says I will bruise my heel, but he said I'm gonna stomp on his head. So I don't care that my foot hurt. I don't care that my heel hurt. I'm gonna keep stomping on whatever is in my way. Oh, you better not step in my way, enemy. I might not step on you physically, but I will step on you in the spirit. I will go to my prayer closet on you. Yes, I will. I'm a Holy Ghost snitch. She messing with me, God. I need you to handle that. I snitch all day. Yeah, Lord, put me in your witness protection plan. Hide me in your secret place because I'm snitching on everybody that come against me. <laughs> well, that's up. I ain't scared. My daddy got you. God has, I don't worry about my enemies. I'm going to tell the Holy Spirit what's going on. In fact, the Holy Spirit let me know and reveal to me who my enemy is and tell me what I need to pray for. God will tell me whether I need to pray for you or against you. He'll let me know if I need to help you or smash you back down. God will let me know what I need to do. Oh, Lord. He helps us through prayer in four ways. Boy, I wasn't excited that much at 8 o'clock, but I'm still trying to keep my poise. Number one. (laughs) He assists us through our infirmities. Now seriously, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Romans 8.26 says this, which means He stays alongside like an ally, one waiting in the wings who is willing and able to assist us. Matthew 26, 41 lets us know that we need help because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The word infirmities means inability to produce results. Opposition prevents you from receiving what God has provided for you in his covenant. The Holy Ghost helps us and gives us a breakthrough. First of all, you got to admit you don't know. You need to admit that you don't have the ability to do it. You can do all things through Christ, who strengthens you, but you can't do all things by yourself. The problem is you keep trying to do it on your own, and you need to get in your prayer closet and employ the Holy Spirit and tell the Holy Spirit what I need you to do. After He ta- oh y'all don't hear me. The thing about it, all you are doing is giving the Holy Spirit back what He already told you. He gave you the answer to the chest. He letting you cheat, girl. He giving you the answers. He going to God, talking to God, bringing you the answers back, just copy off his paper. Amen. That's what you did in school. Half of y'all don't know that because you ain't really got no degree on your own when you cheated. <laughs> 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 Number two, <laughs> he assists us through his omniscience. The Holy Spirit is very knowledgeable about things that perplex us. Romans eight twenty six informs us that we know not what we should pray for. We don't always know what is right. As we allow the Holy Ghost to saturate and permeate our lives, He begins to tell us how to pray for certain things. For instance, whom should you date, whom should you marry, where should you serve in ministry? Sometimes you, you'll want to speak or do something, and the Holy Spirit will be like, Nah, you might not want to say nothing to her. You might not want to give him your number, girl. Mm-hmm. I know he ain't got the ring on, but it's around as own Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> he assists you when you don't have a clear direction, but you have to let him do it. Just like you let the tour guide take you around where you don't even know where you at. You get on a plane, you don't know if the pilot drunk or not. I'm just saying, I ain't trying to scare nobody. I'm just saying how we just give our lives to people we don't know. I really knew that when I was on Frontier. (laughs) Lord, keep me. (laughs) Number three. (laughs) He assists us with intercession. As Jesus, our mediator, pleads us us to God, the Holy Ghost, who knows the very mind of God, pleads God to us. He maketh intercession. Intercession means that the Holy Ghost will meet with us. He comes into our situation and speaks into our spirit as one who interviews another. See, we don't have the ability to produce results and to get our breakthrough. Even if we did have the ability, we are still void of knowledge because we know not what we should pray for. The Holy Ghost will get us to admit our frailties. Then He will fellowship with us and assist us in what to do. As the Holy Ghost intercedes, He merely speaks into earth what He's already heard spoken in the councils of heaven. So He's in heaven and He's getting the answer for us and He's bringing it back. And some of us are mad because we're older and we think we're supposed to have more than some of these 25-year-olds who are blessed. God does not deal with chronological time. God does not deal with linear time and space. God is circular time. God is interstellar. God sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He doesn't care how old you are. He doesn't care how young you are. He's worried about your maturity. And as you grow in him and as your soul prospers, then he'll put you where you're supposed to be, whether you're 15 or 55. He deals with kairos time. Cairo's time is the time when, that is right when you mature. That's what Cairo's means. He, time of when you're ready. Not how old you are. Not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's she's ready. Bless her right now. He learned how to pray in the spirit. Open up the windows of heaven. That's what Cairo's time is. And some of us are still in here mad because somebody younger than us is more blessed than us. Stop worrying about them and Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and you begin to look at him and look at the hills of what's coming to your help and stop looking at everybody else's life. There's what's wrong with you looking at everybody else's life so much that you got cross-eyed and can't see where you need to go. Stop worrying about other people's lives. Jesus. Number four, he assists us with heaven's language. The Spirit pleads the will of God to us. He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's what Romans 8:27 says. I done read it a whole bunch of times. Did you get it yet? Did you get it? As creation groans, it speaks a language that only God can interpret. The saints of God sometimes groan with broken stammering remarks. Sometimes all we can do is labor for God, not knowing what to do or say. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit and listening to him because he will plead God's will to us. We just have to be able to hear. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. But let, don't even worry about the church right now. Let you hear what he's saying to you. All right? Let you hear what the Spirit is saying to you, but you have to listen. The problem is you pray, Lord, help me Jesus, Lord, 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 and you just walk off. No, it's a conversation. You need to pray to God and let Him speak back to you. The problem is you're trying to get out what you want and walk away when you need to have enough time to have a conversation. Huh? See, number... John 16... No no, 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 I don't want to go there yet. <clears throat> look, 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 look at this. John, yeah, John 16, 13, let me go there. Presents some of us, some of the greatest truths ever revealed to the church. Look, John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Jesus in in these verses states that the Holy Ghost will do four things. One, he will guide you into all truth. All. Not some, all. So if you listen to him, he will never tell you wrong. All right? Two, he will speak truth to you, but will not speak of himself. You know how some vote, want to take what you say but twist it up to make it work for them? And you know you can't tell them because you know they ain't going to never take your message right because they always want something in it for themselves. Well, the Holy Spirit never wants anything. Only thing He wants is for you to do what God told you to do. He don't mess up the message. In fact, He's a part of God Himself. You know why God did that? God didn't want to be schizophrenic because He ain't want everything. He's like, I ain't supposed to go to hell, but you know what? I need to say I'm going to come as a son so I can save you because you can't get it right. I tried, I tried to send all the vote, but you can't get it right, so I'm going to send you my son, which is me, and I'm going to do it for you because you just can't get it right, Jesus. So I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. So I'm God the judge. I should have seen to hell, but my son done saved you, and the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to him. So I'm going to try to help you. So number two, number three, he will show you all truth concerning things to come. Right? Number four, he will speak into you what he hears, heaven speaking into him. So, everything that he says, that God says, he's going to know exactly what heaven said. That will be done on earth as what? Amen. And he bringing you heaven's message. Amen. All right? We must be able to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to be able to release our anointing but it is equally important to know the Holy Ghost hears what to speak to us. He never breaks the chain of command from heaven. How can we know that the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost says is reliable? First, the Holy Ghost is one with God. He is God. He's a part of God, right? He will never speak anything that is not sanctioned by the Word. Second, God who cannot lie, Search heaven and earth for somebody to confirm his covenant. He said, Look here, I want to get somebody to do this, but you know what? Abraham, oh Lord, you keep lying about your wife. I know she's fine, but oh, you can't get it right. I'm trying try to use Jacob. Oh, you a hustler. You be swindling for I can't use you. You so messed up. I got to make you limp and change your whole name. Uh oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, Samson. Oh, you ain't left the lilac long yet. She done did everything you said to kill you, and you still going over there. David, who house you at tonight? Oh, Lord, Jesus. Gideon, oh, Lord, I done made the water fall on the fleece. Now you want me to fall everywhere but the fleece? Oh, God. Jeremiah, you crying again? Oh, my God! Isaiah, oh, Lord, bring me your tongue, boy. You keep cussing everybody. Let me burn your tongue. Stop cussing everybody out. Moses, who you done killed today? time he tried to find somebody he couldn't find anybody else and he looked around and he searched all over at the songwriter see and he said I found no one greater he said I swear by myself He said, I can't do it with these people, so I'm going to roll myself in the flesh. Walk down 40 and two burning generations. Come out, Emmanuel. God is with us. And one late fighting night, I'm going walk up the way of Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering, and they're going to put nails in my hand to bring the fruition of truly logical dispensation that if there be no shedding of blood, there'll be no remission of sin. I'm going to go to the cross and swear by myself. I don't need a house to swear by. I don't need a building to put collateral on. I don't need money in the bank. I am God and nobody else can save you. I will save you myself. Abraham couldn't do it. Isaac couldn't do it. Jeremiah couldn't do it. Hey, Ezekiel couldn't do it. Samson couldn't do it. David couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. And so God looked around and said, I send myself to the cross and I'm going to send you the paraclete, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. He'll lead you into all truth. I'm going to give you a part of myself in you. Because see, once the devil started figuring out stuff. He want to confuse you. That's why he came up in Peter and said, don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, no, the joke on you, Jack. I'm going to the cross. Get ye behind me, Satan. Because if you kill me, everybody else gonna be saved because you're burning, you're, you're, you're breaking the law on me. And then he ushered in grace. That's why even though you sinful, the Holy Spirit will still travail for you because even though you make your bed in hell, your God loves you so much. <laughs> He loves you so much that even though you make your bed, hell, even though you can't stop cussing, bog out, he'll still let your tongue speak Holy Ghost power. He'll still let you talk directly to the Holy Spirit. Even though you lie sometimes, he'll still let you talk to the Holy Spirit. Even though you don't have your life together, he'll still let you talk to him. See, he swore by himself. Now the Holy Spirit speaks of a sworn oath and covenant <laughs>. into the hearts of the spirit-filled believers. So he has a covenant with God, but the Holy Spirit also has a covenant with us. And his job is to lead us into all truth even when we don't do right. Even when we mess up 20, 000, million, 500 billion times, whatever number that is, he still leads us into all truth. Even though we might not follow, he's still like, come on, this way. Where you going? Is it this way, man. I just wanted to wake you up. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Jesus said, (laughs) whatsoever, Jesus said, whatsoever, he shall hear, there shall he speak. That means the Holy Ghost speaks into you what heaven has already decreed. See, you know how we say the dumbest stuff? We say, man, we down like four flat tires. Why? Why we can't be up and rolling? Huh? My ride or die? Why you can't ride and live? Oh. Oh. Can I live? Huh? I'm like, why we gotta die on this trip? And see, the devil tricks us and we begin to speak curses against ourselves and don't even know it because he made them cliches. And we say these things and we speak against ourselves, not even knowing it. But the Holy Spirit cancels that when you begin to pray in the Spirit and he'll show you to stop saying stupid stuff that you shouldn't say. We We ain't down, we up. We up like four good ties on a Bentley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We riding and living our best life. That's what we doing. But the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you and make you stop saying stuff you shouldn't say. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth and show you that even though those cliches, you shouldn't say them because the devil is legalistic. We just learned for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the devil is looking for you to say something wrong. He's canvassing your prayer life to see where you're trying to go. And that's why you have to learn how to pray in the Spirit so the Spirit can brighten your tongue and also just make you say what heaven wants you to have. Some of you praying and praying hard and praying for the wrong stuff and God trying to get you a better blessing because you keep looking at the check that they said they're going to give you but you don't understand the hidden blessings God has at the job he's telling you to take. Oh, y'all don't hear me. But see, when you stop dealing with surface prayers and start delving into the spirit, then you'll begin to see blessings how they really are. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Because I could have stayed at home because I was making way more money than y'all were trying to give me. And I was like, the devil is a liar. God, like, you know, good and well the devil. I know. <laughs> Went up here, didn't even have to take the pay cut I thought I had to take. But y'all had a church conference before I even got here and got me where I was. He made me give him a real estate company for eight years. And be true, be told, maybe I wasn't complaining for eight years. Maybe he would have gave it to me in two. I don't know. But now, at the end of the day, he's blessing me beyond my wildest imaginations and blessing me pretty much more than I was when I was in Atlanta. Come on, somebody. You know what I realized? That I, I miss my mama and my family. And I thought I missed Atlanta, but you know what I really miss? My money. But now he gave me my money, too. So I'm good. I know some of y'all got quiet because y'all like being broke. Y'all got quiet with that one. Yeah. I wanted my money. Southwest Atlanta was paying me good. Newport News, y'all cool with me now? I'm going to go get me a Newport News hat. Ain't got nothing Atlanta. Y'all ain't got no team though. you ain't got
1: no team. Y'all to go get 757, You
0: know what I'm saying? I don't know. 757 slash 404. I can't leave it all behind. But what I'm saying is this. When you let the Holy Ghost order your steps in His Word when you're praying, I was praying in the Spirit and God told me to take this Spot, even though every preacher I talked to told me not to. Every pastor I talked to. In fact, the funny thing is, I'm gonna snitch on him a little bit, I hope he ain't watching. What he do, he told me, man, don't go there. <laughs> and then he came in here, I guess God made him come correct me, be like, Hey man, the bush. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is this, the Holy Spirit will lead you into places that you thought you shouldn't have went to in the natural. But because you are praying with him and praying in the Spirit, He will lead you where you need to be. Boy, I can't tell you how blessed I am right now. I can't tell you how blessed I am right now. I can't tell you how blessed I am right now. And I'm believing for the favor of God to be on your life. As we continue to pray for these 21 days of prayer and continue to stay in this prayer um, series that we're in, God is about to magnify the Holy Spirit in you, and you're gonna walk stronger in a stronger faith than you ever have in your life. God is about to give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. You're about to be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. You're about to be blessing your coming and blessing your going. You're about to be overtaken by blessings upon blessings upon blessing. You're about to be blessed with businesses. You're about to be blessed with your healing. Why? Because you're about to tap into the spiritual realm. And you know what you're going to do this week? This week and all the way to the end of the year, you're going to continue to pray and say, God, if you have never prayed in the spirit, you're going to say, God, help me pray in the spirit. And you're going to, he's going to teach you. And before, shut it up, out before the end of this series by second Sunday in january everybody in here will have the ability to pray in the spirit and god is about to download some blessings in your life remember he wants you to be blessed and prosperous as your soul prospers which means you have to grow and the more you grow the more he'll bless you the more you grow the more he'll give you a good measure of blessing press down shaking together and run it over